Hey everybody, this is Curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're sponsored by Twitch. Twitch is a community where people can watch a cat play a piano or you can watch somebody play a video game. That's a regular thing too. There's a lot of amazing content on Twitch and you can find content creators that fit what you like to watch. And if you don't quite find what you're looking for, start streaming it yourself. We hope that you're going to love the world of Twitch because it's such an inviting world with tons to offer and there's really no limit to what the imagination brings. Check out Twitch today. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Three Angry Gamers podcast. I'm your host Curtis. With me, as always, Dennis and Jamie. How's it going, you two? Doom. It's going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These trying times. At least we have Doom Eternal. Um, True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, we. Well, I think all of us have been playing Doom Eternal, but uh, good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so fun. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about Doom Eternal in a bit. We've got some news to talk about first. Uh, first bit of news, PlayStation Plus games for April have been revealed. It is Uncharted 4 and Dirt Rally 2.0. Um, uh. I don't know. I mean, I don't think, I, I never played Uncharted 4, so. Oh, okay. Huh? I mean, either I plan on playing it. It's, it's really solid. Uh, I just was a little disappointed because I already own it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the thing. I imagine a lot of people already own this. So Dirt Rally, though, here's the thing. I kind of feel like if you're gonna pair two games together, like compare, like putting those two together seems kind of weird. But yeah, know. yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, um, I guess it's still kind of. I mean, it, it'll still be a fun game for a lot of people to play, and I'm sure a lot of people will enjoy it. But part of me is just like, eh, you know what? I don't. I don't know if people are necessarily. Uh, gonna be uh chomping at the bit to play dirt rally but you right. know what uncharted 4 i mean i'm looking forward to it i'll play it so uh yeah uh last of us part two speaking of Sony uh. games and iron man <laughs> vr have been delayed uh <sighs> never uh, gonna play that game <laughs> yeah uh this is not too surprising i guess uh, and they did yeah. say that the game was pretty much done, but it came down to logistics in terms of launching the game, which right. comparatively so, I don't know if that makes sense because uh, Final Fantasy VII, the remake, had they said they were having similar issues with like logistics of launching it, but they ultimately decided to just press forward, whereas Last of Us right. and Iron Man VR were both like, nah, we're gonna, we're basically gonna wait this out, so... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's good to know that at least like they said the game is pretty much done. They're just doing bug fixes. It's not like they're having development problems. It's just mostly just trying to get discs printed and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. right. So, yeah, it just uh, ultimately feels kind of kind of weird. But uh, yeah, I uh, I ultimately, if it means that we get a, a better game, then I mean, do. You- do you think that part of the reason they don't want to launch it just yet is because they're afraid that people are going to be all bummed out because it's like apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic kind of thing and, and everything oh. going on right now is just kind of... <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I was... You never know. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, like, I I think part of it is is that they... I think they probably realize that people are maybe on a bit more of a fixed income because a lot of people are basically yeah, unemployed exactly. right now. So if you ship a game out, I mean, yeah, those pre-orders will probably go as planned. That probably won't be an issue. But those people who are going to not have pre-ordered and buy it, you'll probably see an impact of that. Right. So and that no was- one's going to be running out to the store to buy it. So, like, their physical sales are just going to suffer. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't think of I, – I was trying to think of why, and I think – it largely is to do part to like the potential impact on sales and the funny thing is is like video games you I mean you can always buy them i mean even if a video game is out and sits on the, the shelf for mm-hmm. a couple months you can still ultimately play it but uh, right i i was yeah part of me was thinking that i'm like you know what i wonder if like it's just gonna get to be the case where like they just don't want to put out games because they fear that their physical sales are going to get impacted but uh-huh. Yeah, it sucks that we're going to have to wait. I mean, Iron Man VR, I don't know. I haven't seen too much of that to get excited, but, I mean, still it kind of sucks that uh, that would have been a killer app for PlayStation VR. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and it's delayed indefinitely, but, I mean, I can't imagine that they'll right. not at least try to get it out this year. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ubisoft, trying to do everyone a solid, or, I don't know, depending on your thoughts on Ubisoft games, at least. Uh, they're putting about a bunch of free games on their UPlay service, uh, so you can download it and oh. get some free games. Uh, Rayman Legends, uh, Assassin's Creed, a few others were all available for free. So nice. Yeah, I don't. I you know I was looking at the list of games. Nothing really attracted me. I either have it already or I uh, wouldn't be that interested. But say this playing on PC and you want some free games. I mean, can't really go too wrong with free. So right. And I'm guessing they'll probably get a few more people signing up for you play. So for them, that makes a whole lot of sense. You get some marketing out of it. So uh, Resident Evil 8 is apparently to be revealed soon, according to a leaker on Twitter. This guy did uh, leak that Resident Evil 3 was going to get remade, which I don't know. Some people treat it like, wow, he really has insider knowledge. I mean, if they remake Resident Evil 2, you would make a whole lot mm-hmm. of careful deductions that 3 was coming. But apparently he also did leak some stuff about Resident Evil 7 back when that was uh, coming okay. out. So he's got some credence. Uh, apparently mm. it's coming 2021, so next year. It'll be first person, just like Resident Evil 7 was. And apparently it will feature werewolves on top of All right. Yeah. Okay. Huh. And will take place in a snowy castle, which... Interesting. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Barbie's like, I don't know. I, uh, Sure, add werewolves. Why not? I mean, yeah. <laughs> at this point, part of me is like, yeah, as long as it's still what? scary. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, that Resident Evil 7 was so good. I just want another first-person Resident Evil, so I'd yeah. be stoked for that. 
Yeah. Um, was, you know, I you know why? Sure, like give more Resident Evil. It's a solid enough of a of a game. So, I you know I guess too because there was, I'm guessing we'll probably still have the same protagonist from the last game, but yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I also kind of fear that like those games love to just go back to the same protagonist. Yeah, it's gonna be a Chris Redfield game or play as Wesker's son or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There'll be some like there's. It just seems kind of weird that like they don't they they kind of hate going with new characters. It seems like nowadays it's like, hey guys, you want to play as Leon again? It's like oh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, like so seven, you get through the whole game and you're like, cool, everything is kind of new, and then by the end of the game, you find out like, oh yeah, by the, here's here's some umbrella people again, and here's some people from stars that you should know. Yeah. Like they could they could have avoided doing that altogether and it still would have been an amazing game, but you know. Yeah. Gotta tie it in. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh yeah, the werewolf seems thing seems kinda weird, but part of me is thinking like I guess there's no way you can just keep doing zombies forever. You know, like, like they have they have some other stuff like in the like was it hunters or whatever? They're kinda like lizard monster things or whatever in the first game mm-hmm. and then there were some other things here and there that are like not quite zombies so that's fine yeah i guess part of me thinks like i would have gone like vampires like vampires yeah, seems sure. more adjacent to zombies mm. i guess but yeah well, i mean werewolves could be cool <laughs> i don't mind shooting werewolves in the face instead of zombies uh um, infected zombie mummies there we go there we go uh <laughs> so yeah um cool uh next up uh xbox series x controller will require triple or double a batteries sorry to uh operate or purchase a separate battery pack yeah that's the way they do it god damn it microsoft (laughs) it uh it's really dividing people some people are saying they love this and some people are saying they hate this like Uh, it's 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 yeah there's really no I don't know. Like, AA batteries are fine, and, like, you can totally get rechargeable AA's and all that fun stuff if you wanted to. Or you could buy their proprietary charge pack, which they've had for, like, the last three generations. But it's just, like, put in a fucking lithium-ion battery like everyone else. (laughs) Well, they were saying that they did this because people don't like to charge controllers, which, like, what the fuck? No, like... I would rather not spend three hundred dollars on batteries. You know, yeah. like <laughs> well, they were saying like, yeah. well, eventually the battery in the controller will die, and you'll have to replace the whole controller. I think that would still be less than buying new batteries all the time. Probably, like, yeah. And that separate battery pack they have, like, here's the, if if they included that battery pack in with the controller, like it just you just uh-huh. buy it as is and include that. I don't think this would be an issue. Because then yeah. if that was the case, you could just, yeah, just have that ready to go. Or you could just put in batteries if you'd rather do that than the battery pack. Yeah. But the fact that they're charging separately for the battery pack is where I kind of think, yeah, there's some issues there. So I wonder if it's like... Much... Sorry, I was, I was just curious. Do we know how much the controller is? It's probably I'm going to guess it's 60 or something like that, like they have been charging. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. par for the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just seems weird i mean i did see some people commenting on like youtube videos and stuff saying like oh i'd rather have batteries than that i'm like what fucking like 
This is what cue the uh, Robin Williams and Jumanji. What year is this? Yeah, what year is it? Because <laughs> yeah. it just seems weird that people would rather have batteries than a chargeable, like USB. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it just it seems odd all around. But you know what? It's not for me personally. Maybe it's for some people. I did see some people who were in support of this, and that seems weird to me. But I mean, because <laughs> also too with the battery stuff, don't you have to worry about those? batteries potentially damaging the controller i mean like i've had cases where like batteries kind of explode or leak or whatever and then you have to <laughs> deal with that too i mean i don't mm. maybe there's still a risk of other stuff on top of that but that just seems the whole thing seems to be weird but yeah uh but anyways xbox uh, i think it's just digging a bigger hole for itself personally i don't know we'll see how it does sales wise when the series x comes out but i think this is just yeah. uh just making things it's a little minor. easier for the PlayStation 5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Final bit of news this week. Nintendo's rumored to re be remastering much of Mario's older games. Uh, they did mention Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy uh, for the Switch for his 35th anniversary, which that would be cool. Um, yeah, people will jump at those. Mm -hmm. They I... love the Mario series stuff. Yeah. I'm just surprised that they're doing like Mario Galaxy, but not Mario Galaxy 2, which is a far better game, in my opinion. Like, that seems kind of weird, but... Maybe they'll put both of them on, like, one cartridge um, or something. That would be great, because Mario Galaxy 2, I think, is so much better than Galaxy 1. I I agree 100%. Um, Mario, Mario Galaxy 2 is, like, one of those, like, near-perfect games for me, for sure. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, if they do this and it does well, I would love to see them do this with the other... Uh, franchises like if you did like a Zelda like do Wind Waker and all those other ones and just mm -hmm. put it all in one same with uh, Metroid I mean maybe you can skip other yeah. M, but the others <laughs> sure put one <laughs> uh, but yeah so this is cool yeah, I think I saw something else about uh, they were also mentioning they, they're working on another Paper Mario game as well yeah I think they were also hmm. there was there's some different rumors about this. Some were saying that they're remaking par Paper Mario, and then some people mm. were saying that yeah, it was like a new game altogether. Um, I'd take either of those. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, Paper Mario makes a whole lot of sense. That's like a, uh, a game that you could easily play on a Switch. I would like yeah. a new one, though, personally. Just because I feel yeah. like... I, I've played the original one, and I liked it, but give me something new. Give me something that with some new jokes and stuff. So Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, that is it for news, uh, but let's get on with what we've been playing. I have a special preview this week. I actually, Ooh. yeah, uh, so amidst all this, uh, COVID crap, uh, I was just going mm -hmm. through my emails and I managed to miss an email from Blizzard and Blizzard, and actually, <laughs> they were like, Hey, we know you talked about Hearthstone. We want to invite you to this basically like digital summit to, uh, play through uh, the new Ashes of Outland cards as well as the new Demon Hunter class. So that nice. was, yeah, it was a very odd thing too because it was basically eight hours of my day, which I guess is not too bad considering that I'm not doing much else with my days anyways. <laughs> but uh, uh, I got to play through basically like they, it was kind of weird how they did it because they basically logged me in, they got me connected to some server and then I logged into an account that was not my own, and it had all these mm -hmm. decks pre-made. 
So all of these decks were basically using the new cards and they were basically pre-assembled. Uh, and I basically got a chance to play through uh, most of the decks at once, if not a few times with some of them. They basically made us play through all of them at least once. And then there were some that I was like, I'm kind of like, hmm, I'm kind of curious if this actually plays as well as I thought it would. So I replayed a few a few times. Um, but essentially the new decks uh, that I played, there was a few standouts. For me, my favorite has to be the new Highlander uh, Thief Priest. Uh, so it's basically a, a priest deck that varies a lot on basically stealing your opponent's cards so uh or t at least taking cards from their deck and putting or from their hand and putting it into yours so there were some cool mm. synergies with that and i got some really cool cards out of it uh definitely it got to be the case where i was ended up with like nine cards in my hand and i didn't even realize it i'm like i gotta dump some of these cards because i just have way too many cards but it was a good problem to have i won a few games playing that deck there's also the Evocation uh, No Minion Priest, or uh, sorry, Mage deck. So that's a deck where there's no minions, it's all spells. Uh, there were some spells that generate minions, but largely it's all spell-based. I did manage to notice that they did put in the Reno Hero card, but I guess that's kind of cheating because technically it's not a spell, but it's also not a minion either. So um, yeah, there was a few others that I wasn't big a big fan of. I wasn't a big fan of the new Rogue deck which is very much stealth-based. Uh, you can buff your stuff, your stealth minions as well as do some other stuff. It didn't really largely work for me. Even like the Prime Legendary, which gives you a 6 and 5 stealth minion, it was okay, but it also felt like there wasn't much I could do with that minion because anytime I wanted to clear a minion with it, it almost seemed like I would like have it die. And even if I did want to try to go face with it, I was also worried that I was taking too much damage to not use it to clear. So it just felt like an odd card to use. Uh, I'm not too sure if I'm really that keen on using it. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of good uh, new cards here. And then, of course, the big thing was Demon Hunter. We played a ton of Demon Hunter. So Demon Hunter is the new aggro class. Uh, very much... Demon Hunter is designed to go for a face, and that's what it's good for. So uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of cards that are designed to do that. There's Kane Sunfury, which is a card that ignores taunt minions. So if you attack either with your hero or with a minion, you can actually just go right through taunt minions, which is insanely powerful. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of cards that are designed to either clear minions. Uh, like there's weapons that will clear adjacent minions to the one you attack. So if you say attack a two, two minion, you can also do damage to like the ones resulting next to it and take them out too. So mm. there was some strategy there and like, okay, well, I don't want to take out this card because he's obviously a little too heavy damage, but there's a minion next to him. That's two, two that I can attack that will clearly, uh, you know, also take out this other main. So I did really like Demon Hunter, and I would definitely say going into this expansion, Demon Hunter is probably being very favored in terms of cards. I mean, it's not too surprising they want people to really uh, play Demon Hunter, and I was making the joke that like it just feels like Demon Hunter is really feeling very, very much being put front and center in this expansion, and probably because they don't want people to dismiss it like, oh, it's a new deck or a new uh, class, so we'll just Blizzard doesn't care about it. But I also wonder if that means that people will play any other new, uh, any of the other pre-existing classes, or if they're mainly going to play Demon Hunter. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be playing Demon Hunter. So, uh, yeah, uh, that was pretty much it. Um, the new expansion's out on 
Tuesday. So definitely you can get to, or look forward to that when that comes out. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it, it's like it's a complete expansion, right? It's not like a, one of those like <coughs> single player. Um, sing, what, what do you call those? I forgot. Because like Hearthstone has like yeah, adventures. That's it. So how they is do it, an it is or is it not. Well, so there is going to be a solo adventure. Uh, right oh, now, there's cool. a prologue that you can play for free that includes the Demon Hunter, and it sort of explains his history. If you do complete mm. that, you do get his full initiate set, which complete or uh, includes 30 cards. So uh, it's free, too, so you don't have to pay any money to do that prologue. So definitely, if you play Hearthstone, play that prologue because you get, like, 30 Demon Hunter cards. So that's enough for a full deck just to, like, start playing the game. And then mm. when the expansion comes out, there will be more cards that you can play with. But, yeah. Cool. Um, but there will be a solo ad adventure coming in like a month or two's time. But for now, at least it's just new card packs for now and new cards. But there will definitely be a solo expansion. That's typically how they've been doing it. Like new cards come out and then they'll wait a month or two and then come out with a solo expansion, uh, which is usually paid for. But uh, they've been including free card. Well, I guess not technically free, but they've been including cards with those solo adventures. Like, I know the last one had a bunch of cool cards, including that Reno Hero card, which I've been using a lot mm. of. So, yeah, it's really cool. Really excited. Mm. Big thanks to Blizzard and their PR team for inviting me. Even though I was kind of excited reading through the email, I'm like, oh, man, I got to go visit Blizzard. And then part of me was like, logistically, I don't think that will work. And they're like, ah, it's actually all digital. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. But okay. That's uh, still cool. Just not as cool. So I kind of wish I went down there, but uh, still very cool. Uh, Doom Eternal. I did finish it. Uh, man, that's a tough game. It gets really hard, like almost Souls-like hard in some places. <laughs> uh, I got very frustrated with some of the later stage enemies that pop up. The Marauder is definitely very difficult until you can figure out his strategy. Uh, but probably mm -hmm. for me, the Archville was probably the most annoying enemy of them all. Uh, the Archville just continuously spawns enemies and he buffs the existing enemies, so... Any enemies that are there have higher damage output as well as uh, more resilience to damage. So that gets uh, really interesting. But I was actually doing... I actually did get all the secrets. So I went through and 100% of the game, basically. I got all the uh, runes, all of the uh, Praetor tokens. Oddly enough, I ended the game with way more Praetor tokens than I needed. I still have yeah. like 14 Praetor tokens, and I don't know what they're yeah. going to be used for. So... <laughs> I have a yeah, sneaking suspicion I, that the, there's going to be a there's two solo expansions. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them was Praetor based because I'm like, based on how many Praetor tokens I have, maybe that's what they're leaning towards. But I could be wrong. Oh yeah. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I I did enjoy the game. Uh, the end boss was suitably legendary. I don't want to spoil it if you don't know who the boss is. I think the game kind of hints at it enough at who the final boss is, but. I'm not going to spoil it for people who don't know who it is, he is already. Uh, but uh, great way to end that game. Uh, really enjoyed it. I did have some issues with sort of how the game set up. There was a few times like I couldn't, it wouldn't show me a Slayer Gate because I had a cheat active, which I didn't even know I had active, mm. but apparently I did. So, I, right. and there was also sometimes too where like it kind of became hard to figure out if I had all the secrets in a level. Like, I'll try to figure it out, and, like, they don't do that great of a job of telling you throughout the mission if you have all the secrets or not. 
Like it's only until you get to the end sometimes that you're like, oh, I'm missing a codec page or something like that. So I kind of wish that was better laid out, but. I think you can see them in the map. They, it's, it's really hard to tell, but yeah. they'll show up. It's a little hexagon like tile web. thing. Yeah, but if you yeah. collected it, it'll have like a shade of like, like dash Color, line kind yeah. of shape, but it's so hard to tell. It yeah. really is like, did I get it or I didn't? Like, I don't know. Like, I think it was black if you didn't have it and like greenish brownish if you did have it. And it was just like, yeah, it was kind of hard it. to understand. Like that kind of got infuriating for me. And there was like a time where like I finished one or two levels and I'm, it was like, oh, you missed a codec page. And I don't know why, but I got so frustrated that I missed out on one secret. I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna have to replay this right. level just for that codec page. I didn't. I did not like the fact. I only did this once so far. That if you replay a level to try to clean up secrets, that you don't keep the um, the fast travel from when you first play through the level. So you have to mm. basically play through the whole level again. Yeah, like, right. Like I think they were trying to get it where if you wanted to go and get those secrets, you could have just fast traveled near the end and then go back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's nothing I that, did not that, that out. <laughs> but like three levels in either. Yeah. yeah. Like I kind of wish it was like, Hey, do you want to go back and get some secrets before you continue on? Cause you won't be able to, mm -hmm. but no, nothing right. like that. It wasn't that spelled out, but I mean, the core gameplay is just fantastic. Like oh, they really uh, yeah. did such a great job of fleshing out the mechanics um, even as someone who wasn't the biggest fan of all those glory kills in the last game, like after a while, I kind of got tired of doing that. I did like that there was a few different ways to basically play it. Like I definitely got very used to laying down my ice bomb and killing enemies for some added health. Uh, mm -hmm. especially when I got to the later stages, I was definitely, um, doing that a lot more. Also too, there's those maker drones that you encounter later on in the game. And if you headshot them, you end up getting like a ton of ammo and health. So I was getting, yeah. near the end of the game, I was just like, oh, maker drone, great. Freeze bomb them, headshot. And then they just erupt in like a bunch of pickups. And I was like, oh, this is great. So uh, I still, I give it a 10 out of 10. Even the small little stuff that I complain about, it's, it's not a huge impact compared to some other games that have come out recently. Uh, I have very <laughs> few gripes with this. So, yeah, 10 out of 10 for me. I, I love Doom Eternal. It's so good. Uh, been playing a lot of Battlefront 2 still. Um, oddly enough, like, I don't know when this double XP event ever ends or if it ever will. I don't think they've <laughs> made that clear. They just, every time I log in, it's like double XP event. I'm like, yeah, it's great, but normally an XP event ends and this isn't ending. It just still is double XP, but... You know, I'm not going to complain because it's a great way to level up some heroes and uh, get some other uh, buffing in. I did manage to get, like, my Darth Vader and my Darth Maul up to top level. So I went into Heroes versus Villains and played with my top level uh, buffed up uh, versions of those heroes. And it's just way too easy. Like, especially <laughs> Darth Vader with his chokehold. Like, that dude can just, like, clear out three enemies in one hit with that, like... Because once you're force choked in that game by Vader, you really should just put your controller down. Because there's nothing else you're going to be able to do. Um, but yeah, been really enjoying that. I uh, I've been hearing rumors that they're trying, they're potentially ending the service. I don't believe that. I saw that I was making the rounds a lot online. People were saying like, <laughs> oh, the community managers left and they delayed the Scarif update, and people were just worried that the game's coming to an end. And I'm like, I don't think so. It still does relatively well, but. I think the problem is, is, like, they try to push all these different modes on people, and it's not the modes that people want to play. Like, I'm sorry, nobody really likes to play Supremacy. It takes far too long <laughs> to complete a match. 
Whereas like Galactic Assault is relatively short, Heroes vs. Villains is relatively short. I don't have enough time in my day to play Supremacy for like two hours in a match. So is Supremacy the one that is like the campaign? I don't think so. Like where it just like you you gradually have to like take over an entire map like one piece at a time or whatever. So it's like it's you start off at one point and then and then it unlocks the next stage and you have to do that one next. Is that Supremacy? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. So like okay. you, you start off on the ground and then when you beat the ground you go up into the spaceship. And mm. what I find always happens is, is like you'll win on the ground and go up to the sky, and then you'll lose in the sky and go back to the ground, and then it just keeps going back and forth, and nobody wins until it's just like, like I've honestly had like I've won supremacy matches just because people have quit. <laughs> it's like they've won, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. Oh, I should also say that I did play the the predator uh, trial. Um, I didn't add that in there in my notes, but I did add. I did play Predator Hunting Grounds. The uh, they had a um, oh that game. Yeah, they had a free, free free weekend or something, right? Yeah, buggy as fuck. I don't oh. think I'm gonna buy it, but it's, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. Uh, I think I was a little more patient when it was Friday the Thirteenth because I'm a big fan of those movies. But now that it's Predator, I'm like I I don't really have the time <laughs> to be waiting around for a game to get good. Um, but yeah, I mean, there were some cool elements there, but it was just way too buggy for me. Uh, and then, uh, let's get to the black sheep of this week, Resident Evil 3 remake. Um, yeah, I really did not like this at all. I mean, I, I came in with an open mind, open heart, ready to love this. I loved the Resident Evil 2 game that came out last year, the remake. That was just fantastic. This game, I was really just hoping for more of the same with it. And, uh, I ended up getting a lot less. So the main issue with this game, you'll probably see this in other critiques online. It's short. Uh, I started playing the game Friday at noon. I beat the entire game by 5 p.m. And you're thinking, oh, Kurt, you probably just like blazed through it and like didn't focus on any side stuff. No, I did some side missions. I even did like some like little stuff to like level up and, you know, get my other weapons sort of up to snuff. Even with all that, it still was five hours. And... I was thinking as I was done, maybe there's some more stuff to do. Like maybe I could go and, uh, you know, play through some extra side quests or something like that. There's some extra skins and that's about it. And I don't know if I really want to play through that game again with an extra skin. Uh, so yeah, it's, um, it's, it's just not good. And the thing that kind of bugs me the most is they took out content from the original game. So there's stuff that just doesn't quite add up. It seems like the game just kind of jumps story-wise from one stuff, one thing to another. And it makes sense in the original game because there's some other stuff to kind of flesh out the story beats. But they get rid of that in this. So it just seems like a garbled mess. And it just doesn't make sense at all why they did what they did. Um, I can see why they added the multiplayer. Because like, I think they were probably looking at the single player and just like, there's no way people are going to want to play this alone like for five hours. Uh and they added this multiplayer in, which I tried, and it was okay, but it wasn't anything that I'm going to play outside of the couple of matches that I tried. So, really disappointed by this one. I'm giving this, like, a 6 out of 10. Like, I'm really disappointed by this. Um, I wish I could say that even, like, that five-hour experience was great, but it wasn't really. I mean, again, there was a lot of content, and there was a lot of stuff that was buggy. Uh, Nemesis isn't even really even that scary in this. Like, there's... 
a few times where the loading screen will tell you like, oh, you can't beat Nemesis, you can't stop him, he's unstoppable. I managed to like beat him quite a few times. Like he showed up and I would just shoot at him and then he would drop a supply crate, which would let me level up my weapons. But it was like, I loved how the game was like, oh no, you won't be able to beat Nemesis, he's invincible. And I'm like, bro, I beat him no problem. Like no problem at all beating this guy. So it's just a big mess all around. Um, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, next up is Dandera Trials of Fear Edition. Uh, Dandera is a platforming puzzler game. Uh, but the interesting thing about it is that when you're jumping, you aim where you want to jump and you jump. So you don't move your character manually and you don't jump as you would normally jump in a game. You jump from platform to platform, but you have to aim your jumps. So it's a little different in that I get, it might be a little hard to explain. You might want to like actually look up gameplay of this because it's kind of difficult to just explain. But basically, you're you're navigating by aiming where you jump to, and uh, it's an interesting little game. Like it was relatively short, uh, but I did enjoy it. And there was something like, some interesting stuff in terms of like trying to bring in uh, culture to this. Like it definitely did a great job of sort of taking the character and kind of fleshing out sort of the culture of that character. Um, yeah, it's a relatively stress-free game, very easygoing in a lot of ways, but there's some difficult parts to it. I generally, I had fun with it. I give it like a good solid, like seven out of 10. Um, it, it's, nice. it's good visual style too. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, Dennis, what have you been playing? Let's see. Uh, I've been playing mostly Doom Eternal as well. Nice. Very good game. I managed to finish it as well on, I think it's Ultra Violence was the difficulty I played on. Okay. I didn't want to do Nightmare like I know Jamie is because I, I happen to like myself. Um, <laughs> but aside from the fact that, like, even like, on Ultra Violent, it's pretty difficult you know like it, there's moments where i especially those um side gates slayer gates that Man. Was the very first one that i think i encountered took me so long to be like yeah. i must have tried like over 15 times um which now that i think about it maybe i should have just like went back after completing more of the game when i had this newer weapons you know that's what i had to do yeah <laughs> yeah i should have just done that but no i was very stubborn i'm like no i'm gonna like beat this you know today <laughs> yeah so but yeah fantastic game like straight out of the game i'm gonna give it 10 out of 10 just because i loved every moment of it and maybe except for like the final boss which to me was like eh, but whatever it needed a conclusion somehow and i felt the conclusion was right um and you didn't feel like that good. last boss was like the suitably epic it was very epic i just thought like from a gameplay point of view i kind of got bored <laughs> like i do like i feel like i kind of got bored of not to spoil it but i do thing. wish the second phase was a bit different than the first right exactly um but every other like enemy in that game i just it's so much fun like i love the fact that they went the route that is kind of like witcher where like each enemy has its own kind of weakness and you mm. use a specific maybe weapon uh or mod for that weapon to take care of them 
and I just I love that aspect of the game where it like incentivizes you to switch weapons and play the game. So it's it's just so well designed that they want you to play it in a way that you know you're gonna have fun doing. Um, mm-hmm. And then especially like we were talking when the Marauders come out and you meet those guys, and it, yeah. at first it just kicks your ass. And I retried and retried, and eventually you kind of like learn like okay, there's kind of like a uh, rhythm you can like fight them in, and it's really nice once you learn how to fight them, and you can down them in like 10 to 15 seconds. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I also think collected every single secret that I could have, um, mm. except I. Oh, one of the things that bugged me was you, you can't like manually save. And even when you go back to your fortress that's flying up in the sky and you unlock something in the fortress, if I quit the game, like the next time I play, it didn't save that I unlocked all those things in the fortress. So I unlocked like that one weapon that you get oh. after completing all six slayer gates. Oh, and then I, the Unmaker. I didn't realize I didn't unlock it when I restarted the game like the next day. Yeah. And then I'm like, where's that weapon go? Like, oh, I didn't <laughs> unlock it. And I was so mad at the game because it was like the last or second last level i was like oh i wish i did it but so i never even got to really use that weapon oh it's uh but yeah i it, yeah I it looks issue. cool it's, yeah oh yeah yeah i uh, fixed that there was like the last like three <laughs> levels and uh mm-hmm. like it tells you like oh this is it you're not coming back to the fortress so it's like oh, i better get my yeah my weapon and then I didn't yep. save, so I went back and played through those last three, and I got locked into, like, that final stretch. Yep. And I was like, there's no one maker. I don't have this. Yeah. But I still yeah. managed to beat the game without it, so I can't imagine it was. Yeah, that's true. It's not necessary. I mean, like, not everybody wants to do all the little side areas like the Slayer Gates anyway, so you can beat the game just fine without it. But, you know, it was a new toy. I wanted to play with it, but I didn't get to. Yeah. So... Um, what else? I did also try the multiplayer a little bit. Um, mostly played on the uh, demon side, and I thought that was a bit funner because I felt like there's less pressure if you're playing as the Slayer in multiplayer and like it's like two against one. It kind of makes me feel like, and I it should be very well balanced. I just feel like if I'm playing Slayer, I'm gonna be under more stress, so I didn't yeah. try that. But no, it was pretty fun. I mean, like I don't think I'll play it more than like twice, <laughs> which you know I've. I tried like two different demons, I think, but in the end, like, I don't think it was that amazing. It was nice, extra little bonus that they threw in there, but mm. it's I didn't buy Doom for the multiplayer. <laughs> well, what else? I think yeah, that's that's pretty much it for like Doom Eternal. I I really did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to play it again in a higher difficulty on nightmare i probably don't want to (laughs) well if it helps i don't think there's any like added um there's no reason yeah 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 for for any sort of trophy or unlocks yeah from what i can tell because i played it on the ultra violent as well because i was like i don't want to do nightmare but i also want to you know some bit of a challenge and yeah i checked just to make sure because mm-hmm. i'm like well if it is if there is a, a trophy for being on nightmare i'd rather do that but no not the case mm. yeah i had a lot of fun though i don't even know how long it took me to finish i didn't really look at the clock <laughs> but i had a lot of fun um what else have i been playing oh yeah that was mostly yeah everything else was just kind of like okay now i've you know got some time to kill and being at home and all like i kind of want to play 
I ended up playing some more Frostpunk because um, uh, I got the first DLC, I think, Rifts, and it, it wasn't very big. Um, all it added, I think, was a new Endless mode map, so I played that. And I thought it was kind of interesting. You kind of are on top of, like, all of these... I don't even know what you call that, like, landmass, but, but it's like it's like cliffs and there's like pillars of cliffs you can kind of see and your buildings are on top of them and you have to build bridges to connect all the tops of these like uh cliffs so then you can actually reach the resources and uh even when i was playing on like endless mode and it was like very low difficulty because i just kind of wanted to build my city i didn't really want to go and run into like annoying difficult situations but even then, I, I realized like there was some sort of strategic thing you had to do to make sure you at least have enough resources to build the bridges so that you can get more resources. And the mm -hmm. first time I played through it, I ended up just building out my city. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I don't have any resources to expand anymore. So I just got stuck and then I was like, going to die. <laughs> um, but yeah, still a fun game. Uh, I think... I think uh, what else did I try? Oh, yeah, World War Z. I think I got it from like bundle or something, or it was free some time. It was free on Epic Store last week, I think. Okay, Maybe that's probably how it. I got it. Yeah, I oh, heard nice. a lot of good things about, it, so I wanted to try it out, but it's boring. <laughs> it's it's lie. like a boring Left for Dead, right? Like, yeah, it really it's... is. I I will give them that it looks really good, and the animations are solid, and like the the dismemberment looks really satisfying and like mm -hmm. the sheer number of zombies that you see running at you is also really cool but the gameplay just boring it really is just a boring or left for dead it's well it's basically the same thing you know but mm. it, it's boring or because i didn't play with anybody i just yeah on some public matches and nobody was like listening to each other and they're just doing their own thing so I, yeah. I didn't play more than like one level. I'm like, okay, I'm bored. That's enough. <laughs> mm. But I did start playing um, like another. I I like to like switch between like games that use like the keyboard and mouse and a controller. So I'm like, okay, I finished doing with the keyboard and mouse, and now I'm gonna play controller game. And I started Hyperlight Drifter, which <clears> I heard a lot of good things about as well. Um, but you know, I, I barely have any hours in it. I literally just did like one tiny section of the first area or something but it, it feels solid like i like the gameplay you know and the art style is really good it's all like pixelated i don't even know what you call that but mm. i guess it's like pixel art but not quite because it looks yeah. really good for pixel art it's very detailed <laughs> pixel art <laughs> yeah, yeah um i'm very confused i have no idea what's going on who i am what the world's about there's like giant like they look like monster demon things <laughs> and they look like tech you know techie with like wires and whatever glowing eyes so i don't know the world looks very interesting i just don't know what the heck is going on and it's really cool because if you talk to like some npcs they like show you um i guess they tell you like a story or things but mm -hmm. in the form of pictures like there's no words in this game so far right. at least yeah there's nothing in that game that is text-based like it's all picture-based and symbol-based so like you can mm -hmm. discern what you need to do just based on that which is kind of cool yeah. but yeah, yeah at first you're just so. like i have no what the hell i have no idea what's going on <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I sure hope so. I hope it's fairly easier. I'm, not, I'm like smart enough to understand like this picture means go over there and <laughs> but I don't know. So far I'm just kind of doing some exploring and it's pretty fun. Um the combat, I like the combat quite a bit. The dash mechanic is really neat cuz you can kind of access all the hidden little side areas and there's, you know, collectibles basically that'll give you some points that you can kind of like buy or level up or like basically make your character stronger. So it feels like a, you know, pretty solid indie like RPG hack and slash thingy with Bob. And it's kind of like what I wanted to play. So hmm. I'm going to keep at it. Nice. Yeah, that's all. Cool. All right, Jamie, what have you been playing? So I too have been playing uh, Doom Eternal more than anything else. Uh, I, however, decided to just make my life a living hell and play the game on Nightmare. So it has taken me a really long time to to slog through it. Like I, I know I like on my Steam thing it says I've been playing for like thirty hours or something like that. I'm on like level five. I know that's not accurate because I I left the game on for a bit one day. I think I just like right. turned it on and. Did errands or something like that, but I, yeah, I definitely yeah. have played it for at least like ten to fifteen hours, and I feel like I should be further than I am if it wasn't so goddamn hard. Yeah. Um, so like a nightmare, it's very much like uh, one or two hits when you don't have armor will just kill you, and so it's just been trying to find like the the best path to like get through some of the arenas has been challenging. Um, and the the last thing that I did, I fought a. Well, not the last thing, but one of the last things I did, I was like on a the first boss in the game, and uh, the first boss was not easy. Uh, and I finally got through like the first part of it, and then I found out there's a second part, and then I was like, "Holy crap, I'm never gonna beat this!" But the game, mm-hmm. uh, when you die enough on a boss, like it tries to give you like a, "Hey, you suck. You should try using this this." Uh, this buff to, to give your armor a little bit more uh, power and you'll take a lot less damage. And at first I was very resistant to using it, but after, you know, spinning my wheels on that encounter for like an hour or two, I think I, I finally caved and I used it and I was able to finish that. Uh, but man, it, it so it says it doesn't really affect your progression. I just, I couldn't like take the fact that it was going to like... I had to like accept help to get through that, <laughs> so it took a lot of uh, swallowing my pride to, to actually do it. But uh, yeah. it it, was, it would have been impossible. I don't think I would have been able to do it uh, if I didn't use that stupid armor upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's it's a really great game. Uh, I love being able to you know upgrade the guns and unlock all these masteries um, by doing various things, and then you get like the upgraded version of the like. I got the super shotgun fully upgraded now, and like that thing is just the best weapon because uh, you you get like fire on your your hook, yeah. right? So like then you use the hook, you get some armor back. It's great. It helps you move around really fast because you're just uh, you know uh, grapple hooking like across the map, keeping your speed up and and just avoiding stuff. So I've been using the hell out of that weapon. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Everything about that game, like you guys have said, as far as like you know the counters for enemies, just it's so well designed and so uh, you know it, like it seems on the surface like oh it's a stupid first person shooter, but like I feel like I'm just constantly like like plotting a route throughout like the carnage to to try to like get through these encounters, and it just feels really satisfying when you get like a run that's like like perfect. Oh yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I'm going to keep plugging, plugging away at that, and uh, hopefully I'll finish it in the next week or two. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, man, it's super hard, so it's probably going to take me a while. Um, and yeah, I still think it's a 10 out of 10. At the very least, we all pretty much have uh, time to, uh, you know, play Right. Games. Yeah. So I think this was why I was so upset about Resident Evil 3, because I was wanting it to be a game that I could, like, just plug some hours into it. That was, like, five hours. Yeah. Like, Definitely. Um, so, yeah, aside from Doom, I played a couple things, not nearly as much, just like Dennis, just things that I had to do to fill some time here and there. Um, so I played a little bit of the Shadow of Colossus remake. Uh, it's super good uh, so far. Uh, basically, everything I remember about Shadow of the Colossus uh, in terms of, like, you know, the encounters is still all there. The graphics are improved. Um, the controls have been improved a little bit because I I don't remember, like, very well, but I do remember that, you know, the controls were pretty different and some weird stuff that they did back in 2006 when the game came out doesn't mm -hmm. feel good anymore. So I'm glad that they went back and were like, yeah, you know how, like, we made you aim with, like, this weird button for the arrows? Like, we're doing it like standard now you like hold l2 or something like that to do it instead so that so they made like a couple little changes here and there to to kind of make some of that stuff feel a little better um yeah i mean i've only done like i think four colossuses so far and they've all like pretty much been exactly what i remembered i went up remembered where the weak points were and just kind of cruised through them so yeah um yeah game's still very good if you've never played shadow of the colossus it's it was uh it's a pretty good remake of that game, so I would definitely recommend playing that version of it if you have never played it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, I played a little bit more Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons. Uh, so basically, uh, right now, my wife has been playing that game a lot more than me, so the only issue I have with it is that like you get one island set up per Switch. So like she's been playing the crap out of it, unlocking everything and then i get on and it's basically like there's nothing left for me to do so <laughs> uh i feel like if if you could have multiple uh islands on one switch it would make that feel a little bit better because when you're not the person doing all the the uh, progression stuff it just feels kind of like you're useless <laughs> in terms mm -hmm. of like you know uh you know finding things to do in that game so so when I get on now, I just like, oh, I'll just donate some money to this bridge that, you know, my wife started building and, and that's all I really do. So like, I don't get to like pick where anything is because she's already done all that. So yeah, it's fine. Uh, I, I do think that if Nintendo wants to uh, add the ability to have multiple save slots or something like that on a Switch would be very, very well welcomed. Um, and there's also this like Easter event going on right now that is pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> So, like, right now, everything uh, in the game that you could use to, like, craft stuff is also dropping these things that are, like, Easter eggs. And you have to, like, use the eggs to build Easter recipes or Bunny Day recipes or whatever the hell they're calling it. Uh, and all the recipes are terrible. Like, it's like, here's a new bed. It's made out of eggs, and it looks stupid. So why would I ever want to build this? Uh, but I guess the problem is, like, people just want to do their normal day-to-day -day 
you know, stuff and get fish and all these other things, and now they're just being flooded with these useless eggs that suck. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. it's kind of boring and disappointing event, I guess. I'm hoping that maybe if they do another one in the next couple months, it'll be a little bit more exciting than this one was. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Animal Crossing is totally a good game to just pop on for like an hour or two, do some uh, you know, chores and stuff around your little island, and then just pop right off. Unless you're like obsessed with it, and you're like my wife, and you're playing it for like ten hours a day. It feels like. Uh, <laughs> I did see that uh, some people were like remaking movies in Animal Crossing, so it was like somebody who tried to like do parts from the Lighthouse movie that came out last year in. Oh, what? that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Uh, the other thing I saw that was kind of interesting about this game is that, like, so there's this whole mechanic where on Sunday mornings, if you if you start up the game, there's this person that will come to your village and sell you turnips. And so, like, uh, if you get these turnips, you can sell them back to uh, the shop in the game. And depending on your island's price, like, you might get a different price each day. So... Uh, like, you check it one day, and it'll be like, oh, each turnip that you bought for, like, some really cheap price from this vendor, you can now sell it for, like, five times that um, on your island. So, like, there's people who have gotten so crazy that they've gone out and, like, put their island codes out there so people could come visit their island because they have the best price of turnips that you can possibly get. And then there's been, like three hour long queues to get on these islands i guess to sell your turnips and then the people that are doing this are like all you got to do is just like tip me like four hundred thousand bells uh to be able to use my island to sell your turnips because you'll make like five million so like it's just this crazy like online economy thing that like i did not expect would be coming (laughs) and that people are all organizing it on these like Animal Crossing discourse. I just did not know the secret underground, uh, you know, seedy underbelly that is turnip trading in Animal Crossing. It kind of blowing my mind that it's a thing. Uh, I have not done it myself, but just reading about it was making me laugh. Uh, so it's kind of awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Animal Crossing. Uh, the last thing I've been playing, uh, I picked up a couple days ago because it was on sale on Steam, and I've been wanting to try it for a while. It's called GTFO. Um, it is basically a horror-style game that is similar in some ways to Left 4 Dead and um, very different in other ways. Uh, so it's a four-person uh a game kind of, uh, I think it was done by the people that did Payday, or one of the mm. designers that made Payday. Uh, so you get dropped in into this like uh, dark cave uh, expedition type thing, and uh, all you really know when you get dropped in is that you have like an objective, and it doesn't really tell you like how to proceed, like where you're supposed to go. You kind of just got to figure it out. Um, and some of the some of the ways that you have to do this are kind of interesting in in the design. Like so, so you get in the first mission that I've played that I also have not beaten yet because I only have one other person to play with, and there's no matchmaking in this game. Um, you you get dropped in, and it basically tells you you have to find these two packages or two two containers that you have to like. Uh, grab the contents and then bring it back to the extraction point. And so it'll just tell you what the container or what the cargo is called. Uh, To be able to find it, you have to find a computer terminal. And then you use like your actual keyboard on your computer. Like 
in real life to like type in like DOS prompt commands. Like, so you have to like do like a search on a terminal to find out where these containers are, <laughs> and then you know progress through the map uh, to get to the zones that they say these containers are in, and then bring them all the way back to the drop point. Uh, and so, like in the meantime, you're like finding these like alien type enemies that uh is very much like the horde of uh stuff that you'll fight in like left for dead uh it's not like non-stop but like you'll find like a room where there's like you know a, a bunch of them and then you'll have to like coordinate to kind of wipe out the room uh and then uh, you'll get to some doors here and there where you'll have to like stand in certain points to unlock uh the door and while you're doing that, there's just waves and waves of uh, enemies that are coming at you. It's super hard, and it's clearly meant to be played with four players, but because there's no matchmaking, if you only have two players, it's, like, extra hard. So uh, I feel like I need to find two more people to play with me uh, to be able to make uh, progress on it. So I'm hoping that either they add matchmaking soon, because the game is in early access right now. Mm. Uh, so they're intending to add it, but it just it's going to be a bit, I think, before they actually get to that point. Uh, so either I'll find some people that play other games with that might want to play it, um, or we'll add matchmaking, and then I can actually get through some of the stuff. Uh, it's really good. It's, it's cool. Like, there's... Um, loadouts that you can create that like you get like a either like an automated turret or you can get like this glue gun that kind of like slows enemies down so you can kind of like create like these choke points um you know coordinating with your your teammates to like defend these areas but like like i said when it's just two people it's it's it gets really impossible at some points mm. um but yeah it's a really cool game looks nice super dark if you're into you know that creepy dark alien uh you know world kind of stuff like it's something you should check out and if you only have like yourself to play it with though definitely skip it for now uh, <laughs> definitely try to get a group that that would be interested in playing it together because it seems like it would be a lot of fun if i had a full full party of four uh, but yeah the, the reason i'm guessing that there's not matchmaking from the beginning is just because the amount of coordination it takes to get mm. through some of the stuff seems like it's a little bit higher than your standard uh, uh, horde mode kind of thing. So yeah, so far pretty good. Uh, I'm hoping that you know once I get some more people, it'll be a little bit higher rated. But for now, I think it's like a good seven out of ten. Okay, cool. I think that's the problem with a lot of these like early access games. Like not like everyone uses it as an excuse, right. but it's like like well we're not gonna put it in matchmaking for now we got other stuff to work on it's like i don't know yeah you would think that would be like a high priority in a game like that right right cool. yeah well uh i think that's it for this week um you know we're still chugging along i think uh well i have my pre-order for resident evil or not resident evil fuck that game but uh final fantasy 7 <laughs> so uh yeah we'll have that to talk about next week so definitely excited yes that can't disappoint if it does then i just may give up on gaming altogether no because i've seven so i was kind of looking forward to this one but i didn't pre-order it so mm. if it's good you let me know Maybe I'll try it. Yeah, I uh, actually yeah, originally I had it as an Amazon pre-order, but I just canceled that because I'm like, no, nah, I'm not fucking with that anymore. <laughs> like, I'm not waiting for physical releases anymore. <laughs> I'm a bit beyond that now. Cool. Yeah. Well, until next time, listeners. Bye for now.